Thanks for being here. We're doing a series called Now. And I want to, I think what I'll do is, is I will start with uh, a, a scripture that is, it's in Acts. It's in Acts chapter 1. And here's the story. If you're newer, um, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, the life of Jesus, right? Life of Jesus. After Jesus dies, and after the resurrection, then he, he leaves and he uh, passes the baton, let's say it that way, passes the baton to the disciples. And um, the passing of the baton is, is where at the book of Acts takes over, the Acts of the Apostles. In other words, Jesus leaves and he kind of puts it into the hands of the followers. Acts chapter 1 um, says this, verse uh, 6, um, when they were together for one last time, they asked, you get it? Last time, like, hey, um, master, are you going to restore to the, the kingdom to Israel when? Now. Is it the time? By the way, how many of your, ever, your kids ever ask you this question? Uh, is it now? Are we going to Dairy Queen now? Are we going on vacation now? Am I going to get my thing when? Now. So, now they didn't want to go to Dairy Queen. What they wanted was for the kingdom of Israel to be restored. Think power, prosperity, Right? What they wanted was they wanted their team, their nation, to be back on top. They weren't on top. They were down below. They were ruled by others. And Jesus spent like three years of his life trying to go, no, that's, you're missing it. You're missing what it's about. You're missing, you're missing the whole point. And how God's going to rule is not the way you think God's going to rule. So they missed the whole point. But then it was the timing. And what Jesus was trying to say was the kingdom, that God, the way that God's going to rule is not the way you think he's going to rule. And he incessantly tried to help them. But now it's over the resurrection and everything. And now they're back to the, when is it going to happen? Is it going to happen now? The resurrection, this is it, right? Now it's going to happen. And the answer Jesus gives is... Uh, Actually, you don't get to know when. That's something that is reserved. That's my Heavenly Father's department. You don't get to know when. Oh, everybody? Oh, that's the worst answer, isn't it? Let's just talk for a minute. If you're doing the now series, but I want to talk about when now isn't happening now. How many people hate to wait? Huh? Everybody with your hand down is a liar. You are a <laughs> filthy liar. I have no other word. I can't couch it. We hate to wait. All of us humans. We hate it. We hate it. We, there's, nothing, there's nothing about waiting that we like. Kids don't like waiting. Adults don't like waiting. We hate it. Right? Went to dinner last night with some friends. Go to the restaurant. Get ready. One hour and 20 minute wait. Huh? What did I do? I started kicking over tables like Jesus. And I'm like, no, I just, 
turned around and I walked right out. I mean, I'm not waiting for an hour and a half. I'm not doing that. I can't do that. I can't do that. I cannot. I'm American. I cannot wait an hour and a half for anything. We don't like to wait. So what do you do when it seems like what you're wanting now isn't happening now. We talked, and the series opened up about enjoying today, enjoying now. Now isn't perfect. Today isn't without its problems or its faults, but you have to learn to celebrate each and every day. Don't worry about tomorrow. Forgive the past. Remember, that's how we started. But let's be honest. There are some things that we want to happen. And when we want them to happen, we have one timetable. We want it to happen, what? Now. How many ever pray to God, God, you know, maybe in the next six, eight years, if you get around to it, could you please? Our prayers are, God, I need a job right now. I need it now. I need you to heal me, right? I need you to fix my brother-in-law, right? Now. This is, uh, this is how we operate. We operate in, I need it now. Here's the disciples, and they're saying, okay, now, is it Now. Do you ever think Jesus felt like he was taking a bunch of 12-year-olds on vacation? He goes, it's not, it's not, that's not for you to know. So what I decided to do is for this message is to talk about how waiting, I know this is going to sound weird, how waiting can actually be a good thing. How, how can not getting what you want right now actually be good. First thing you got to say is this. Instant gratification is a potential prison. Think about this. Instant gratification is a potential prison. Asking for something and getting it the minute you... has the potential to not free you, but to enslave you. Think of how drugs work, right? You need a certain feeling. Just think for a minute. You need a certain feeling. You take a certain pill. You get that feeling, right? The next time you need that feeling, it's stronger and it's the, it becomes the cycle, right? Now that thing owns you. Sometimes I, 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 I would... If you've ever read... Uh, I think we may still have it in our bookstore. C.S. Lewis... Um, a, a, a prolific uh, Christian writer. If you've never heard him, you should probably read maybe some of his works. And he wrote, he wrote a book called The Great Divorce. And the book, The Great Divorce, is like his version of hell. Quote, I'll use quotes. And again, he didn't grow up in a traditional kind of Christian environment like we did. So I think he had this freedom and expansive mind where he could see things differently than a lot of traditional people think. And here was his, I'm going to sort of summarize it. Maybe I'll do it badly, but read the book, The Great Divorce. It has nothing to do with divorce. It has to do with, quote, hell. Hell is this realm where... The minute you think of something that you want, the minute you imagine it, you instantly get it. Say, well, that doesn't sound like hell. That sounds like heaven. That's what I thought heaven was. 
When I want something, I think of it and it, what? It appears. And in there it says, they have, they have no need for anything. Now some, some of you, you, at first you'd say, oh, that'd be so great to never want or need anything, to just have it all there. And, but you, you have to think about it a little bit. So his version is, the instant you think of something, you get it. And everybody gets what they want the minute that they think of it. And it's this long, gray, sprawling city where it takes eons of time to travel from one part of the city to the other. Why is it so spread out? Because everybody gets exactly what they want the minute that they want it. How many have ever wanted a bigger yard? How many ever wanted your neighbors a little farther away? I don't need more space. I want to, and, and to get what I want, always to get what I want the minute that I want it, literally means I have to push other people away from me. I have to push you further and further and further away. And it's this slow march towards absolute isolation. In the end of the book, he says this. There are only two kinds of people in the end. Those who say to God, thy will be done. And those to whom God says in the end, thy will be done. It's as either the people that surrender to God and say, God, let your will be done. Or it's God saying to you, have it your way. In other words, it's not good for us to instantly get what we want all the time, as difficult as that is for us to fathom. But maybe as a parent, you would get it. Or if you've ever been involved, or you're an uncle, or whatever. And Does anybody here think that the instant your child wants something, they should instantly get it? I mean, the instant that they ask for something, you should just make sure you run, knock things over, and put it in front of them. If they, if they just whisper. No, we call them spoiled. What do we call them? I know they're not in your house. They're the neighbors. But we call them what? What do we call them? Brat. We have brats. In other words, we believe fundamentally that it is not good for them, that fundamentally it is what? Bad for them. Now we just have adult brats. So instant gratification is not about getting what you want the minute that you want it. Think of Jesus. Human. Jesus is human. Yes, divine, but human. He's fully human, completely human. So when he's going towards the cross, what does he as a human think about this journey? I, I, I don't want this. Don't elevate yourself on a cloud out there and go, oh, well, if I was Jesus, I would have just gone through dutifully. No, you wouldn't. You would be kicking and screaming and suing people. I mean, we would at least put up a couple of lawsuits. Put your hand up. You wouldn't just go, yeah. No, so he's there. He's, a, he's in the garden. He sees it coming. He sees the darkness approaching. And his prayer, his prayer is this. Lord, Father, if you're willing, let this cup, what? 
pass from me. Take it from me. It's the suffering. How many have ever prayed, take suffering from me? Yes. That's okay to pray. Take it. But when you want to take it, take it right now. Lord, please. Please take it now. I don't want to suffer. Then he adds this to his prayer. Yet. Everybody say yet. All right. I pause for a minute. It's good to pray. It's good to tell God what you want. It's good to ask him to not suffer. All of that is good and right and healthy and normal and human. But you need to add the yet to your prayer. One, two, three. Yet. Yet. So voice it. Get it out there. I'm so mad. I'm so frustrated. I can't believe it. Why did I get stuck? I can't. Get it all out there. And then say yet. One, two, three. Yet. Yet. Yet not my will, but what? Yours be done. Everybody say yet. 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 We forget the yet. We're good at the first half of the prayer. This is what I want, and I want this, and I like this, and I kind of like gold, if you could trim it in gold. and and All my prayer requests are for the first half of the prayer here in the garden. I've never got a prayer request... Chris, pray for me to have the strength to just accept whatever God wants. I've never received that prayer request. I always get the first. Chris, pray this. Pray that I get the job. Pray that my son gets this. Pray that we get into the... Pray he gets first chair trumpet. Pray, pray, pray. No one's ever, never. No one's ever, ever prayed. Said, Chris, pray that I have the courage to accept whatever God wants. Pray that I have the courage to wait. Yet, not what I want, but what you want. Instant gratification is a potential prison for all of us. Second reason that waiting can be good, ready? Is there is a ripple effect to getting what you want immediately. What's the ripple effect? Oftentimes, if you get what you want immediately, it comes at the expense of someone else. Back to first chair trumpet. If your son gets first chair trumpet, how many first chair trumpets are there? But what? That's not your problem. Huh? That's way, oh, I'm getting way too tense here, isn't it? It's way too tense. That's not your problem. That's not my problem, Chris. You're my pastor. Pray for me to get first chair trumpet. Well, what about the person like the one pew over? It's also got a son going for first chair. I don't care about them. We don't say it that way, but that's exactly what it is. Friends, brothers and sisters, please. I speak the truth here in love. When you take something, there is a ripple effect. When you take oil from someplace, somebody else doesn't get the oil. When you take a corner office, somebody else doesn't get the corner office. We don't like this part of the message, do we? No, I'm sure God's up in heaven pretty much only centered on me. I don't think so. I I don't think so. 
this beautiful family we had dedicating their children, right? So I don't know if they both have their own bedrooms or what, probably. They both have their own bedrooms. They do. Gia and Jack, right? And let's just say Jack, you know, just says, you know, I'm so, I'm so sick of being crammed in here, and I really think that my bedroom should take over Gia's bedroom so I have room for my trucks and my toys. And if you're a good mom, I mean, you would, I need that space. Mom, stand up for Gia. I mean, you can't. The problem is we haven't seen God as the father of us all. We've seen God as the father of me. And all he really needs to be concerned about is me. And that could be me, you as the individual, you as your family unit, you as Orchard Grove, you as the, your political party, you as an American, you as any. God oversees all of us. He's got Gia's that live on all sides of the planet. I think sometimes he's like, actually, I'd like to move the wall back your way. You're actually already taking up too much space. Okay, get back to my notes. Very unpopular. Very, this is very unpopular. Let's see if I have anything good to say here. Could you ask yourself this question the next time you pray and ask God to do something for you? Could you ask yourself, who might lose if I gain? Just throw it out there. I'm not saying it's always true, but sometimes it is. Who might lose if I gain? The problem is we in our culture have learned to celebrate powerful people, now people, people who take it. And we don't consider the ripple effect. Third, it's sometimes, ready? It's sometimes good to wait. It's good sometimes when you don't get what you want because many times later in life we regret the things that we chose so hastily. Eh, I got time. Huh? Anybody make a choice that you made it way too fast? Like, boy, I wish somebody would have slowed that, that whole thing down. I take it, I snatch it, I got. How many ever made a bad, really bad choice that you had way too much freedom to make, you had way too much power to make, you had way too much ability, and now you regret it? I'm not even looking. <laughs> ever got impatient and just took a job? Ever got impatient? and just took a relationship because you just wanted someone? Ever got impatient and just took a side of an argument that you don't even believe in anymore? The blessing is if you don't get it right now, you can change your mind. Sometimes that's a really good thing. You can think back over the things in life that you were too quick on. And last, I'll say this. Waiting, this is the part you're not going to like. 
I mean, this is worse than the other point. This whole, this whole message is just going down in flames. You're not going to like this one. Waiting forges strong character. This sucks. Huh? This is what you tell your kids. This is what you tell them. I mean, it doesn't apply to you. It applies to them. James, let perseverance, perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature, so that you may be one, two, three, Mature, complete, grown up. The only way you grow up is by not getting what you want. Can I say it again? The only way you grow up is by not getting what you want. Most of us think growing up is getting more freedom, getting more of I get what I... How many thought that when you were a teenager? Larry, look, come on. That's exactly what we thought. I'm going to get my own car. Ain't no one going to tell me what to do. You can't wait till I get my own car. Wait till I get my own car. Oh, wait till I get my own place. Huh? How many just built yourself a prison with that car and a car payment? (laughs) Oh, man, can I go back to mom's? But here's what we thought. When I'll get what I want, this will, once I get... When I won't need to ever wait, I won't need to ever ask anybody, I'll just be... No, character... Being a complete person comes when you don't get what you want all of the time. Think about how many impatient people were in the Bible. Remember Abraham and Sarah? God says, you're going to have a son. Abraham's question is what? When? I'm 90. When? I mean, can we... When? How many know this story? Some of you should read the Bible. The Bible is actually fascinating. So what do they do? They, the, there was like the 3,000 years year old invertible fetalization. They, they get Hagar. Am I right? It's a 3,000 year old version of that. Yeah? And Sarah you better not like it. And... You know, none of you read the Bible, do you? None of you. Don't say that stuff, Chris. It's in the Bible. Mine's right here. He's impatient. They're impatient. Can't wait for God. I can't wait for God. Let's go. Get, get Hagar in here. Let's get this... Baby, let's get this baby. What did that baby do? Caused them pain, division, heartache, misery, struggle. Get it now. Just got to get it now. You remember Jesus? The, The temptation? You remember? What was the temptation all about? Do it now. God told him that he's going to be king. He's going to rule. 
The kingdom was going to come. But what, how was the kingdom going to come through Jesus? Through suffering, through pain, through death. That's how it was going to come. But his temptation was, oh, the, 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 the enemy comes and says, oh, just, I'll give it to you. Just take it now. Just take it. Shortcut it. Isn't that the great temptation for us all? The shortcut? The easy way? The instant way? Like instant mashed potatoes? So Jesus refuses, takes the. You, you remember Peter later on? He's trying to introduce this idea to the disciples that he's going to die, that he's going to suffer. And Peter says, oh, 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 excuse me. Uh, that's a bad plan. We, we, we don't need to do this by dying and suffering. Yeah, I think you got, I've seen what you can do. And then you've got some powers that we could put to work there. How many ever get frustrated when God doesn't use his power the way you want him to use his power? Yeah, you have been. I've seen what you can do. Now let's execute it on these boys over here. This is what Peter's saying. And Jesus says, Peter, get behind me. You have in mind the things of men. You're still thinking like a child, like a mere man. Learn to think like I think. Children think, I want it right now, I'll take it right now. I just take it. The younger they are, aren't they the more grabby? As you're older, you learn you have to ask, you have to wait. Waiting is difficult. I, I'll be honest, I tell you, I'm terrible at it. When you read in the scriptures, it says love, and it defines love. Love is the first word. The first defining word for love is love is patient. And I have none. I have so long to go. Isn't it terrible to be me? Up here talking about all this stuff you don't even do? I mean, you don't have to go on and ask, like, is that guy a hypocrite? I'll just tell you I am. You don't have to ask. Love's hard. Patience is the hardest. Waiting. But the only way real character is forged in us is when you don't get what you want. It's the only way character is forged in us is you don't get what you want the minute that you want it. I'm not talking about working for things that are hard and persevering. and st- I'm not talking about that. Being passive and just, no. I'm just talking about when you are working for something good and it still doesn't happen. I could go on. What, what I want to do is, in the last few minutes, we're going to share the Lord's Supper together. Um, for those who are you know, watching online, you know, if you'd like to join us from wherever you are, just take your own bread and, and please join us. Um, but I want you to think about the cross and the way Jesus went about things. And it wasn't just taking it because he could. It was waiting for the right time 
for it to work. Not grabbing, not pushing, not shoving. Old-fashioned waiting. 